Good evening. It's good to see everyone here. You know, we all sometimes enjoy going to weddings and stuff. But uh, you know that within the scriptures that there is a comparison of an earthly wedding with what's going to be what I'm, I'm thinking of as, as a spiritual wedding. And uh, when we talk about this, we often refer to as the bride of Christ. Now, I've always wondered about this until I studied on it and stuff. And I thought, okay, the bride of Christ, I've always heard it's the church. Well, if it's the church, then it's us. It's all of us here tonight. I don't see myself as a bride. But I'm hoping I can explain this so we can all understand it better and learn from it. And in order to do that, I think it's important that we go back and see what weddings were like back in the days when Jesus was on the earth. They used to go through uh, several different things, stages, in order to get married. One of the first, they had to be betrothed. Now, when a man found a woman that he wanted to marry, he could ask her, but most of the time, these were arranged by their uh, fathers. The groom's father would see someone he'd want for his son, and he'd go to her dad, and they'd start talking and whatever it is, they swap and stuff, and, and then he, they come to an agreement, that's who's going to get married. And uh, from that point on, they're more or less betrothed to one another. That's sort of like being engaged, but there's a lot more to it. When you get betrothed to someone, you belong to that person, it's the same thing as being married, only you ain't went through the ceremony yet. But the bride lives with the father and the groom lives with his father. And when the time comes, and these usually lasted about six months to a year until the father decides it's time for him to get married. And during this time, if the young man was supposed to be called up for war, he was not allowed to go. In Deuteronomy 20 and 7, it says, And what is there, and what man is there betrothed to a woman who has not married her? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man marry her. So if they were betrothed to one another, he was uh, not allowed to go serve and all that so he could be there and have the opportunity to marry his wife. Well, during this betrothal period, the groom was supposed to take one of his best friends, somebody that he could truly trust, could rely on, and he signed him the job of going to take care of the woman he's going to marry. His, his job was to help her to get ready for the wedding. 
That's all he was supposed to do. He's supposed to stay with her, do everything with her, and prepare her so when the bridegroom comes, she is ready to get married. Then the third thing, after this time uh, period has went on, well, then it was time for the wedding. Now, nobody knew when this would take place because the father would eventually come up and say, son, it's time to go get your bride. Well, he would go get her. Once he got her, he would bring her back to his father's house. They would get married. And then the fourth thing is they would have a ceremony and then a feast. And these feasts could last up to a week or maybe longer. And the wedding was complete. So when we talk about a spiritual wedding, we, like I said, who is the bride of Christ? We are. First of all, to prepare with it, we have to be betrothed to Christ. Ephesians 1 and 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of you, salvation, in whom all have believed. Once we accept God as our Savior, or Christ as our Savior, and we start living for him, that's the same as being betrothed to him. We now belong to him. We are not to go out and worry about the world, take part in the world and all the activities they do because we belong to him. We are supposed to represent him and work with him. And it's the same. There's a time period in there which we will be doing all that until it was time for him to come. And another reason why I say we belong to him because we can see that in John 14 and 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So we can see that once we're betrothed to him, we're there, we belong to Christ, and we will always be his. But then there comes the part where he's supposed to send his friend to help us. Well, who is that friend? Of course, we can see that in John 14 and 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all the things I said to you. So we see when we get, we get that friend that's going to help us, once we get the belonging to him, he's going to send us the Holy Spirit, and we're going to have a great friend that's going to teach us everything we need to know so we can be ready for that day of that wedding. Notice Jesus, uh, it shows us how much I think that he loves us by sending us the Holy Spirit and also that he says, you know, I'm going away and I'll come back. But he also said that he will send us that helper so we can have that opportunity to be ready for when he comes. There's a, another place in there in the Bible that we can read that talks about a helper. It's in 2 Corinthians 11 and 2. 
For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. We can see where uh, he's talking to the Corinthians here that he was wanting to help them to be ready. Now, this is not the Holy Spirit, but it does show us that God will also use people if he has to to help us to get ready. So we're going to have plenty of help for that. Then the time's going to come and God's going to look down at his son and say, Son, go get your bride. And the bridegroom will leave his house and he's going to come. He's going to gather all those up that belong to him and he's going to take them back. Now we don't know when this time will be. So we've got to be ready no matter what. And the Bible gives a good uh, example of this in a parable, which is the uh, parable of the ten virgins. We remember there was five of them that had enough oil for the lamps, and there was five more that had extra. Well, they all of a sudden got word that the bridegroom was coming. And the five that had extra oil was ready to receive him. The other five, they were about to run out and they knew they probably wouldn't make it. So they wanted some from those that were ready and they wouldn't loan them none, told them they'd have to go buy their own. So they left real quick to go buy oil, but the time they got back, the bridegroom had been there. The doors were shut. They weren't prepared, so they did not get accepted. That's the way it's going to be with us. When the bridegroom comes, if we're not ready to receive him, that door will be shut on us, and we will not be accepted. But then comes the, the ceremony. Now, to me, I believe the ceremony will be the day of judgment. We will either be able to enter in or we won't. That's when we complete our marriage with Christ. Then after that is the feast. In uh, Revelations <clears throat> 16, or Revelations 19, 6 through 9. And I heard, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the linen is the righteousness acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of the Lamb. So when we think about this marriage, what we're really doing is we got to get ourselves ready to meet him when he comes. 
we refer uh, to the bride of Christ, like I said, will be us. And we can compare it to this wedding that took place and how everything's going to take place. We have the opportunity to learn what we need to so we can be ready. Because if we're not ready, that door will be shut and you won't get there. Because this is one feast you don't want to miss. We've all been at parties and feasts and stuff like that, and we've all had fun at them and stuff. But this is going to be one reunion that nobody wants to miss because it's, it's even hard to imagine what it will be like. <coughs> but we will be there for an eternity. My question to you right now is, if the bridegroom comes tonight, will you be ready to be accepted? Or is there something there that's keeping you from being ready? <laughs>